0: Rise and shine. Hello. Well,
1: a very heavy, is. uh, heavy duty. Hello, we had a very daring, daring, but let's go hit Terrace and those for the bit. the heavy pet. Hello,
0: what was I gonna say? Something about was it about euphoria? I don't fucking know. what were we saying? Probably, I
1: highly
0: doubt it was important. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Um.
1: Wow, Nick, that was so fun. That was actually that and was we a just,
0: fun detour. Um,
1: that was a really fun little yeah. unplanned, improvised, um, <laughs> off the cusp Patreon exclusive episode we just mm-hmm. recorded. If you're exactly. interested,
0: I the you guys I don't like
1: the fuck to do what
0: I like. I like the word cusp a lot. Mm. I think it's I a like good word. Re-cuck. Okay. I just feel like cusp sounds and kind of looks exactly like what it's describing.
1: Mm. I think cuck does as well. And I feel like we're on the cusp of cuckolding each other. Do you know what I mean?
0: Cucked always. I always picture like a flattened dick.
1: Cuckold. The word sound. It sounds like a warm hug. I like sounds like someone's like they're cuckolding you. You know what I mean?
0: Like no, really, really like a
1: comforting squeeze. I'm sorry, no? not, okay. not for me. No, maybe I should investigate yeah, maybe, that one. Maybe
0: write that down. Hey guys,
1: welcome back to Two Girls One Brain Cell. Hello, your favorite holding <laughs> podcast. Oh my god,
0: <laughs> oh my god. Um, I'm your co-host <laughs> <Nick. laughs> Oh my
1: god. And I'm your main host, Clare. Yeah,
0: I'm the sidekick, and she's the main pretty one.
1: You know what I always say. I'm the
0: quirky, quirky, and queer sidekick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm the bitchy cunt lead role.
0: <laughs> Bitch, you better be joking.
1: Ah! Oh my god! Can we talk I'm about so... Euphoria right off the right off the
0: top? Yeah let's let's go for it.
1: Let's discourse. <laughs>
0: It's gossip. About I fucking characters. love this show. Oh, I watch starting watching it ten days ago was a great decision.
1: I'm so glad you're doing it. I actually yesterday was at my friend's house and her roommate's boyfriend was there who had seen the second season but hasn't watched the first season, and like he started with them. Whatever, that's. Information that is not pertinent to the story. <laughs> Tell me more about these people. In the beginning. <laughs> I'm like, so actually, he's a really interesting guy.
0: <laughs> he was born in Montana. Okay. I'm
1: going to get a restraining order in the fucking mail tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, he was starting this show from the beginning. So we watched no. the first episode. First of all, not to sound like an idiot because I understand how time works. But these actors look like babies in yes. the first season. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Especially, oh, especially Hunter Schaefer, the haircut, the haircut and and the wardrobe and makeup changes that they've done with her.
1: Mm-hmm. I was going to say Zendaya too. The two of them just look so young.
0: Part of it is absolutely, It's. I think it's mainly two things. One is that they're shooting on film.
1: Well, that brings me to my next point, which is them shooting on film was the best choice they could have ever made. The show was already like very visually beautiful when it was not on film, when it was on digital. But damn, not to be like such a little art ho because I can't actually back up what I'm saying at all, but fuck, is it beautiful to look at? I can
0: back it up for you. Um, I can, I, I I'm can just t- a
1: ditzy bimbo. Nick has the <laughs> film degree.
0: I can talk about, I can talk about the difference between film and digital to back up Claire's claims that it's so beautiful. <laughs>
1: well, I've always, I've always thought Mm-hmm. that i look prettier in film photography than mm-hmm. i do on digital probably cuz it's like blurring the shit out of my fucked up features <laughs> <laughs> cuz it's not like hd <laughs> that's
0: that is um yeah uh okay
1: we're going there let's Ooh. let's go there no
0: i just need to like start over i was getting caught up in my thoughts and my words and all the things you said all the things um so <laughs> Sorry. Um. <laughs>
1: Cut you down. Oh, Gnar. <laughs>
0: you do that laugh and it's just like, sounds so crazy. <laughs> 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 like, ah!
1: <laughs> it's my hot girl laugh. <laughs> did, first off, did
0: you see that?
1: No, I see nothing.
0: <laughs> what the
1: fuck is that? <laughs> sorry 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 Girl. sorry
0: <laughs> sorry sorry
1: sorry i just get too excited when we talk about
0: <laughs> did you see that they contacted kodak to have kodak make more of this discontinued film yes so one holy crap that's so that's fucking dope
1: it's big dick energy
0: <laughs> i mean big it list. really is instead of just being like oh that's unfortunate or oh we can change the color or whatever aspect of it they liked digitally the fact that it
1: was like we want this specific film and we will stop at nothing
0: and they're like oh we don't make it anymore okay well can you can you make some more and then kodak i mean obviously they paid kodak a lot of money (laughs) <laughs> to for that obviously but I feel like Kodak also The Kodak
1: also, CEO was in the Euphoria basement Kodak.
0: It's, <laughs> it's, Gagged and tied It's yeah. Um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like Kodak wouldn't have done that for any just any show you know. So I feel like they believe in the vision.
1: Absolutely I don't know if I said this last week or last time we talked yeah. about Euphoria I probably sound like a fucking broken record I sound like such a Buffalo Exchange employee but like <laughs> Just the way that euphoria has like influenced fashion and style so much and just the evolution of each character's style between season one and two. It, stunning.
0: It was crazy watching season I- one. Um and being like being like, oh, that's where that 2019-2020 trend came from.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm really, I don't, did I say this last week? I'm super excited because I am going to Coachella to see what, because Coachella has not happened since Euphoria season one aired. And I think that Euphoria fashion is going to have a huge influence on like festival clothing. Absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, especially in the makeup, like the Euphoria makeup was definitely influenced a lot by festival makeup and blah, blah, blah. So I'm really excited to see this year what, like, euphoria-inspired clothing and makeup is going to be happening at Coachella in, like, the most, like, fashion-nerd way. I'm, I cannot fucking wait. Mm -hmm. This episode specifically...
0: I had more to say about why they look older. Sorry. No, you're good.
1: Nick said my voice matters. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I said no, it doesn't. (laughs) So why do they look older and why does your voice matter? Tell me. (laughs) Prove your earn your spot here earn your fucking keep
0: i don't know the specifics of actor Chrome, which is the codex stock that they're using but and just in regards to film in general depending on the size of the film um you're gonna just get a different like grain level you're gonna get a different grain level a different resolution and just a overall different feel like 16 millimeter is gonna look very different from 35 and 35 will look very different from 65 it just has a texture to it that accurately captures skin tones and skin texture in just kind of a sometimes like intangible way mm-hmm. that is kind of something more that you like feel than can uh materially point out and compare or whatever than than with digital although at this point it's almost it's almost pretty much the same, but yeah, film definitely just has this certain texture to it that you can emulate with digital, but you might as well go for the real thing if you can.
1: If you can contact Kodak and have them produce more <laughs> of a discontinued film with your huge <laughs>
0: cock. But uh, so that, it's been, it, it has been like two or three years since they last shot. In three, they did you see uh, that the show owner, Sam Levinson? Told the makeup department that he didn't want any of the actors wearing foundation. foundation. Yeah, them. yeah. So that's definitely another. Thing. And Except I noticed that which makes sense. And I noticed they even like uh Rue had like acne on her cheek. I noticed mm-hmm. that, which would make sense. One, just because of her age, and two, because if you're a drug addict of her caliber, <laughs> you're gonna gonna have fucked up skin to say the least. Do you
1: know? No spoilers. Um, do you know if Licorice Pizza was shot on film or is that digital? Yes.
0: Yeah, it was shot on film.
1: Okay. Because the skin texture in that was like my favorite part, quite honestly.
0: Like a lot of mainstream and like movies that mm-hmm. you wouldn't expect to be shot on film like were. It's very Good. I think it's, it's, very, it's very, very very so common. pretty. No, it, it it is. And it's awesome.
1: I said this last week and I'll say it again. Even if I was an alien, I would... Absolutely love watching this show. Like, it is just so fucking pretty. Okay, Euphoria spoiler time. I'm... (laughs) We, as a society, I feel like, (laughs) haven't had episodic television in so long Mm -hmm. that we don't know how to consume a show without binging it all in one day. And I don't blame us, as a society, for being too stupid to handle weekly airing of a show. But uh, Jesus Christ, I could complain exponentially more about people's complaints about the show than even my own complaints about the show. Because spoiler alert, I don't have many.
0: Spoiler alert, I actually don't really have any. Mainly because I, to go back to your first point, there's no value whatsoever in critiquing something that's incomplete and this show is serialized to the point where it's an eight-hour film broken up into episodic Mm -hmm. chunks where it's like edited to fit within those hours but it is like an entire thing like each season is so I had the privilege of binging season one in like two days so for me like that's one thing and Mm -hmm. I don't really remember like this episode from that and watching it episodically is very interesting because it's it for me and I've I've literally only this is like my first real week of having this weight. For mm-hmm. me it's like you're just getting you're just getting bits and pieces of the story and you're just getting more and more and it's like building what what I love about it is that um and just TV in general is that as you watch it, it's just building to this larger picture that you know is going to be there, but you can't quite see it yet. And then once, once you can see all of it from this bird's eye point of view, once the whole season's out and you can judge it collectively, you might think that episode four is actually the best episode of the season because of how it impacts everything else going mm-hmm. forward. Even if right now you're like, that episode sucked and I hated it. It's like, patience, Grasshopper. There's more to come.
1: Nick, what an astute point... Um, I would say that's a pretty rare trait you have, your ability to <laughs> understand that the show will come together at some point.
0: Thank because you. Because I
1: saw a concerning amount of TikToks being like, how are they going to wrap up plot point X, Y, and Z? And what about A, B, C, and D? And I'm like, have you never watched television? Like, Have
0: you ever seen something?
1: Ha- have you ever? Have you ever watch something uh my second point
0: have you ever period
1: it's okay i mean whatever if you have like grapes with it that's also fine and i don't really <laughs> care that much it is okay to watch a show and not need to complain about it and break it down every episode like you can watch something and be like on to my next task you know what i mean yes i don't think we need to analyze every single detail this show is not a murder mystery and some bitches on tiktok sure be treating it like it is (laughs) i'm like i don't think you don't have to solve it before next week if rue overdosed on sunday's episode and that's what next week's episode is going to be about like great can't wait to see how they do it i don't need to predict that i don't need to like win the game in my head figuring out what the like meaning is she dead? Did she overdose? I mm-hmm. think people have like are trying to do this weird like solve the puzzle before it gets there thing and then getting really disappointed and like mad at Sam Levinson for no reason
0: for not following through with their theory that they cocked up after only watching three episodes whereas he yeah. he crafted the season knowing the whole story. So he has a reason, hopefully, for doing it, unless the Emperor has no clothes, but I think he's proven that that's not the case with everything so far. We have all the reason to fully trust him, but also people being like, how are they going to wrap up these plot points? Season one wrapped up literally nothing. That season ended and I was like, oh, they just didn't answer anything. Everything is okay. Also, you
1: guys should try watching um, a little show I like to call Twin Peaks.
0: I swear to God, like, people watch that show. Not everything
1: has to be wrapped up. That's just, that's life, baby.
0: Sometimes it's the process of watching it and having a, an emotional response to it is the purpose of it, not so necessarily to add to any specific plot point. Oh, my God. But not to sound hypocritical, I feel like... And I realize this does because of my YouTube channel, but I feel like recap culture and like how ev like every website, if there's a very popular show, every website will have like recaps after every episode and reviews after every episode. And I think reviews of individual episodes as they air where the critic doesn't know what's coming. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they are given the season in advance up until the finale So they just haven't seen the finale. And so that is a much better process, I suppose, of reviewing. But just the need to, like, break everything down in real time, I think really detracts from where the actual enjoyment and, like, I'm just talking about, like, consuming art in general now, not, like, TV specifically. But, like, the spiritual fulfillment that comes with art and how it's, like, art is just inherently not based in... The same thing like in other branches of our lives that are most everything in our life uh, we try to or we tell ourselves that it's rooted in logic and we don't really allow anything to be rooted in this more like kind of ethereal vague space that we can't like undefinable area I would say. Mm Hmm.
1: Oh I agree very heavily.
0: Even though most things in our lives do exist in this vague whatever space.
1: Well, I mean, it's people trying to see patterns and trying to make sense of things. Exactly. Even when you're trying not no, to do things. No, life is chaos. It's just like the human. Absolutely. And yeah. so is this show. And it captures yeah. that very well, in my opinion.
0: We look for patterns just that, like, that it's hardwired in our brain. Like, that's what we do. Because we make narratives out of everything in our lives. You know? And I'm the main like,
1: character in all of them don't get it twisted
0: everything is random and chaotic and we have like an incredible ability to fit that into a recognizable structure mm-hmm. and the i feel like the show and once again i'm doing that thing where i gatekeep a show even though i started it like 11 days ago
1: you can gatekeep whatever your little heart desires sweetie pie don't let them tell you otherwise i
0: feel like the show has always just been pretty esoteric and very and like shockingly experimental and i don't even mean and i don't mean that in like the obvious ways of like how over stylized it is or anything mm-hmm. like that I, m- I just mean more in the themes behind it and like what the show is trying to say has always just been shockingly complex in my in my view um Mm -hmm. and like the ways it gets me to think about things in like see something like in three dimensions and it's just it's a it's surprising because you don't realize it until it's already happened well i
1: feel like it does our favorite thing of posing two seemingly
0: yes yeah
1: what is it? Seemingly opposing truths. Can you say it eloquently? Because I did not. <laughs> huh. No, yeah, you do it.
0: Oh my god. Euphoria does a good job of displaying displaying the realities of two seemingly opposing truths being like held simultaneously. Or existing yeah. or coexisting simultaneously. And yeah, no, i a hundred percent agree. It does do our favorite thing. It shows that this person is really fantastic for these reasons, but then does something really horrible. See, or usually horrible people will have a strange moment of compassion and just a lot of, like, contradictions. And
1: we love contradictions here in your favorite contradiction podcast. Exactly. <laughs> no, abso- absolutely. Okay, well, Something I totally else I agree. saw that pissed me off. I saw a TikTok of someone saying that Sam Levinson should be making music videos and not television. And I was like, I need to take a, like a a long walk after hearing that. I was like,
0: that's so stupid that, that the way that that detracts from his writing is like,
1: no, I know. So
0: disrespectful.
1: I think that's strange and cringy to hear because yes, My favorite type of TV and movies are similar to a music video, and I'm like, have you people never seen anything artistic? Question mark.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's all.
1: I think Euphoria does a good job of being like its own genre, if you will.
0: Yeah, and the when I do a video on Euphoria, the topic will be like how the style of the show is the substance of the show. Um. (gasps) Mm -hmm. because i feel like that's probably i mean i actually haven't read too much about the show but i feel like a predictable common critique of it would be that the show is style over substance or it uses style to mask that it actually doesn't have much to say or something okay (laughs) and i'm gonna argue that the show does have a lot to say and it says it through its style so it's not hiding it it's you're actually looking at the substance i don't know it 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 almost reminds me of like a really like highbrow like something that would win like a pulitzer prize but like a graphic novel
1: I would love to see a graphic novel retelling of Cassie puking in the hot tub That was the best 5 seconds of television I've ever seen in my fucking life and I will stand by that
0: I I love I scenes like that literally never get old for me a character Vomit throwing jump scares Whew. a character throwing up from like stress or being caught or whatever it's like it always gets me i don't know why
1: do you just see that in yourself you see yourself in the character and you're like i love myself in the art, and the art in myself
0: do you know that play um god of carnage
1: (laughs) i've heard of it
0: It's, it's it's my favorite play it's like it like might be the best thing i've ever read but it has a it has a vomit part fairly similar to cassie in terms of how they described how they did it with like the tube or whatever but they did it on stage they did a vomit thing on stage and
1: they had a vomit tube on stage
0: and they've never said
1: vomit tube that could be a different title for this podcast
0: I don't think they've ever said how they how they did it um but you can if you're like trying to figure it out you can see one of the actors is like actually attaching the tube to a tube that's inside the couch
1: Vomit couch?
0: You don't realize that that's what he's doing because it works with the blocking. It works with the blocking so well that you that you don't even realize that he's not doing what he's doing. Um, but anyways, the magic
1: of live theater, baby. I think that's
0: why I vibe with Vomit scene so much is because it just reminds me of God of Carnage, which I love.
1: I love that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I had more to say about Euphoria, Coray. What was I going to say something about? Was it about euphoria? I don't fucking know. What were we saying? Probably.
1: I, I highly doubt it was important.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs>
1: um, Nick, do you remember the time? <laughs>
0: do you remember the time? Probably.
1: When? Oh, no. Oh, no. probably roughly a year ago today. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Oh, no. When, uh... Oh, no. Oh, no
1: you were screen recording all of our zoom meetings and you were like mad at me because i wouldn't run an ethernet cable into my room with the bad reception and the recording was choppy because my internet fucking sucks should we reenact it right now no and then i'll get my vomit tube hooked up for
0: i don't need the reminder of like i don't need the reminder of like how off the rails crazy you and i are (laughs) like Ah! Cores. Um,
1: oh, love it here okay talk about Euphoria more talk to me daddy
0: so i feel like <laughs> this is gonna sound pretentious and like i'm ragging on these types of shows which i'm really not because which you are no because <laughs> there's there is a time and a place for everything and like a show like euphoria attracts the same audience of CW, freeform like those teen dramas, uh, like gossip girl or whatever, like those, like more of those types of shows than, then it attracts people who like watch twin peaks or true detective or something
1: Uh uh
0: more like that type of show.
1: Oh, pretty little liars update. No transphobia yet. Back to you.
0: Okay. I'm on, I, I wait with bated breath. And
1: I <laughs> still have four fucking seasons left. So,
0: but yeah, like people who were like big, pretty little liars fans would probably check out euphoria. They're just such different types of shows like gossip girl. Like they're, they're essentially mysteries. These types of shows, like they're just ongoing mm-hmm. mysteries and like trying to figure shit out <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've clearly watched them. Um, so the audience is encouraged to have this, like, well, let's go through everything. Like, let's try to predict. Like, let's try to figure it out, whatever. Because also those shows are, um, depending on the size cool. size of the season, those shows are being written as they're airing. And a lot of uh-huh. the times, a lot of the times how fans react to something very much changes the course of something. And this can also apply to even like, quote unquote, prestige TV. Like the second season of American Crime Story, Assassination of Gianni Versace, there was a character in that that was initially not going to get much time beyond her guest appearance Mm -hmm. on the third episode, but people responded so well to her character that they decided to include her in one of the final episodes of the show. And it was done well, but like, that's just another example of that happening. So audiences are definitely encouraged to do that, but it just doesn't work when you try to apply it to something like twin peaks or euphoria or Sharp objects or whatever.
1: Um, complaint for any screenwriters out there listening to this that literally no one fucking asked for, but jogged my memory. I have this annoyance for TV and movies that is to some effect a mystery, a who done it. And all predictions can point to options A, B, and C. And then the writers are like, surprise, it's actually option X. And you never saw it coming because the murderer was a character you'd never heard of. That's almost as bad as it was all a dream. I can get behind it was all a dream sometimes. Option X makes me want to fucking off myself. I'm like, give me my wasted time back.
0: I can get behind it was all a dream in Twin Peaks. Uh, I don't I'm not going to get into why it's just pretty exceptional but
1: i mean yeah or like the wizard of oz like it's done but was it all a dream
0: true detective season two did the exact thing of like here's this mystery who did this thing and they present you with like seven options and each one is like interestingly laid out whatever and then the actual and answer your
1: theories
0: and then the actual answer is like this is <laughs> spoiler spoiler It's, like, the receptionist from a scene in episode two was actually the one who did it. And then they give her her own, like, monologue where she explains, like, her backstory and how she actually has tied in the entire time. And I'm, like...
1: Don't present me with a puzzle and, like, hide the most important piece. Like, that's so stupid. I hate it.
0: It's, like, trying to solve a puzzle, but... no right answers no it's like trying to solve a puzzle <laughs> it's trying to solve a puzzle without having like the picture on the box
1: yeah or like you're it's like you're trying to solve a puzzle and you're looking at a picture of like a different puzzle and you're like, <laughs> trying to put it together and you're like i thought i was building a flower basket and it's like actually it was a unicorn and a rainbow dumb bitch and it's like well am i dumb i thought i was building a flower it's basket. like why and did you
0: give mean. me the wrong box you're just mean gossip girl writers yeah <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I have not seen that show.
1: Are you going to tell me about Whoopi Goldberg being an anti-Semite now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg going mask off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's next week's guest. What a
0: euphoria discussion. I, that was so fun. Um,
1: I could do that uh, once a week, and we <laughs> intend to until the show's over. So
0: I also wanted Hope to like it. talk about like plot points with you or whatever. Anyways, um...
1: I mean, maybe next week we'll get around that to That could be for the
0: other <laughs> podcasts. <so. laughs>
1: I know, I like how we did kind of the opposite thing we said we were going to do. We are yeah. just two fucking wild cards. You never know what you're going to get. I was
0: going to say this over FaceTime, but Apple, Tim Apple, didn't want it to happen. <laughs> Clearly, he was interfering.
1: <laughs> Oh my God. Nick, <laughs> we are so brave for continuing the podcast and continuing to be friends after our FaceTime call earlier.
0: It was rough. It was, to it's say the least. It's a miracle I didn't crash my call. <laughs> it's a miracle one of us wasn't crying. <laughs> so, so, Whoopi Goldberg.
1: <laughs> what that
0: bitch do? So
1: <laughs> God. Who do you think would win in a fight? If I see
0: Whoopi in the streets, it's on site.
1: Who Do you think would win in a fight? Whoopi Goldberg or Wendy Williams? I hate to pit two queens against each other, but if not,
0: <laughs> who would win in a fight? Wendy Williams, uh, uh, whoopi,
1: I agree. Yeah, Wendy would like have a seizure. No, <laughs> no offense,
0: <laughs> Whoop- Wendy's build, Wendy, so strange, Wendy she would, would just, like, fall seize. Over. No, she would totally seize
1: her cankles. Couldn't support that type of fight. <laughs>
0: wendy would fight really dirty but i think Whoopi would probably just have like a sheer power that like wendy could Amen. not overcome so
1: men, sister
0: okay so we have to start with we the have lore. we have to start with a small town in eastern tennessee uh the school board of 10 people voted to remove the book mouse m-a-u-s from like sixth grader curriculum citing language and nudity of the graphic novel um and the graphic novel i've actually like never heard of this or read it it's a graphic novel about the holocaust so the school board voted to remove it from sixth grade curriculum given the language and the nudity that was the reasoning that they gave then the new york times did like a piece on it and so now it kind of became like national news because it is in line with everything we've been hearing about like critical race theory and like U- U.S. public <sighs> education system and like I'm what? So
1: bored. Can we talk about like West Elm Caleb more or something?
0: Yeah, <laughs> let 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 him design the curriculum. So we <laughs> should
1: give West Elm Caleb a say in what sixth graders are reading in Tennessee.
0: <laughs> that would be the funniest like new response on Twitter <laughs> to just like literally any tweet. It's like, well, have we asked West Elm Caleb what he thinks? What does he think of Euphoria? What does West Elm Caleb think of Euphoria? What does Cabana Boy Caleb? (laughs) My God!
1: So school systems are fucked.
0: Yeah. So the school systems are like only West Elm Caleb can fix them. We've always said that. You know, there's just a lot of controversy around curriculum and anything to do with like racism or like anything like quote-unquote like anti-american aka racism whatever so that that's just why it became public news it's just like another story of that and so the the ladies of the view were (laughs) the view was like quintessential sick at home sick viewing
1: big time i was like
0: oh so this is what happens when i'm not at school it's like these five women sit around a table and argue with other.
1: Yeah, and when the fuck are they going to have us on?
0: No, literally. Nick, when you
1: and I are wild. on The View, that's when we've officially made it. <laughs> and we won't have made it until then.
0: I would love to be a guest panelist on The View. for. for Can they day. do my hair
1: super fucked up like Megan <laughs> McCain? <laughs> Just do box
0: sprays <laughs> like Megan McCain. <laughs> have you seen that shit? It's so cringy. So the ladies of The View were talking about it. They also banned To Kill a Mockingbird, I believe. Um, for
1: its use of the n-word
0: i guess i haven't read to a mockingbird or so it's
1: from my favorite book oh really daddy kiss finch
0: mm.
1: you could get it any day of the week
0: love that love that for you so the ladies of the view were talking about it and so they're talking about both like kind of like holocaust denialism and like anti-semitism and like downplaying of like fascism and nazis or whatever and they were also talking about like racism in the u.s and like anti-black racism and police brutality blah blah blah
1: and then Whoopi was like i, I love predicting what it's gonna okay. be when you know a story and i don't okay and then Whoopi, you said, have all the pieces okay great so Whoopi said i'd like to take the floor now <laughs> and come out as a holocaust denier <laughs> and then megan mccain curb stomped her and then they were like, "That was really anti-black of you."
0: <laughs> I wasn't very girl boss of you, Megan. If so that yeah, that's when Kelly Clarkson that's was there. Crazy. Is she on you? That sh- show? No, she has her own. The not Ke- everyone the, needs the Kelly Clarkson show. Not everyone
1: show. needs a podcast. Not everyone needs a daytime talk show.
0: But Kelly Clarkson does. Both, I'm a big Kelly. But, Cl- I'm a big Kelly Clarkson fan. Big fan. Dead ass. My life would suck without you. Hell yeah, that song is like "Break Breakaway." let's talk about breakaway let's talk about since you've been gone let's talk about let's talk
1: about February 11th through May 28th, 2021 <laughs>
0: like Kelly Clarkson I'll tell you I'll tell you where she wasn't the Capitol insurrection she's a good person <laughs> so
1: so was my guess wrong
0: <laughs> Whoopi is starts pretty much saying that um her point <laughs> it was just oh so I just it was like hard to watch. The, someone was making a comment about Holocaust literature and used the word racism, and then Whoopi said, "Well, I mean, let's be clear. The, you know, the Holocaust was not about race. It was about man's inhumanity to to other man. Like how how horribly we're capable of treating each other was like the point she was making." But it wasn't about race because it was, quote, two groups of white people and everyone else on the panel is like, well, no, they consider them the inferior race. Like, that's like their line. <laughs> like, that's like what the Nazis said. And you
1: know what the Nazis always said?
0: <laughs> yeah. You know their slogan. Like, but like that, that's like the word they use. They used race and Jews haven't been considered white for actually that long uh, in this, like relative to, like, human history, uh, Jews have always been seen as, like, a a race on their own, uh, separate from, quote-unquote, white, how the Nazis and fascists, like, perceived white.
1: I have never known how to respond when I tell someone I'm white and they're like, well, you're Jewish. And I'm like, why are we talking about this? And then an old woman calls me Oriental, and then I'm like, oh, uh, Anyway,
0: no, it's like, wh-
1: back to you, Whoopi.
0: <laughs> it's weird. It's weird that people feel that they are entitled to say that to someone. I'm white. Well, you're yeah. Jewish. It's like, uh, why did you feel comfortable saying that to me? I'll get to this point later. But she, so yeah, she's like, it was two groups of white people, and it was more about it was a- like it was actually about how horrible we're capable of treating each other. It wasn't about race because race in her eyes, like race wasn't involved as she conceptualizes race. And then every media outlet in the world. And like, literally it was like every single person on Twitter, like had a whoopee take where she, they were like, no, the Holocaust was about race and antisemitism is hand in hand with racism. And yeah, Jews have not been considered white for that long, and for much of human history, were considered an inferior race of people. And Very then Whoopi good. came out and apologized, and she's like, "I shouldn't have said that. I was incorrect. It like it is about race. It's about both. It's about both race and how horrible we can be to each other." Um, which I'm like. I guess you're right but it, at it's like I don't disagree with that statement but just how she said it within context made it kind of feel like a weird double down That
1: is a weird way to say it though. Yeah. Like what was the Holocaust all about? It was about how horrible we can be to each other. Like I don't know if that's necessarily
0: It's it kind of <laughs> goes back to my earlier point about like we us creating like narratives, we also create like themes out of stuff and it's like no, this is just like one of the absolute worst things to ever happen within like humanity was the Holocaust. Like, so then what? <laughs> so then she apologized again. So she issued like two apologies. Um, it, like, no, wh-
1: no, 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 no. So she Once doubled you down issue weirdly. One, you need to just like go into hiding.
0: She like issued, she did the double down on Instagram and on Stephen Colbert that same day. And then she did a fuller apology, opening the view the next day.
1: This is too many apologies. Girl boss stand strong in your incorrect statement.
0: <laughs> I find it interesting. I find the story interesting because I feel like it really is indicative of kind of a larger issue of Americans being un- unable to look at something through a prism that isn't american or like they're not able to conceptualize something outside of this lens and understand that like racism and being prejudiced against a group of people for whatever specific trait looks looks different throughout the world
1: but that's like a complex nuanced well
0: i saw an author brain
1: child that i don't think a lot of people can have
0: (laughs) i'm not gonna try to pronounce her name right now i'm not gonna be able to but the author of Americana, who was featured in the Beyonce song "Flawless,"
1: you can find it. I saw
0: an interview. I saw an inter- interview with her, and pretty much she was like, "Well, when I was in Nigeria, I wasn't black. I was Christian. I was an author. I was a student. I was." And then she kind of like lists off these other things about her that like distinguished her and made her her. But there, she wasn't black because everyone was black, and she kind of like only started to see herself as black and be seen as black when she came to America. And I just thought that was so interesting and such a great example of how issues look differently around the world and with different groups of people. And you can't apply, you can't just can't apply like this American, this red, white and blue prism to everywhere you go. And like, I mean like Irish people were like super prejudiced, against at one point and it's like just it, yeah, that's what i mean by it can like look different i i feel like my first exposure to this idea that like where you are in the world heavily impacts uh, every aspect of mm-hmm. life and things are drastically different in different places although increasingly it's growing more homogenous with the internet and blah blah blah.
1: <laughs> homogeneous.
0: I when I was little I asked my grandma who was born on in the Azores Islands which are this tiny archipelago in the Atlantic that are Portuguese islands. She was born on the westernmost island called Flores and her she was the youngest of 12 siblings.
1: That is so fucked up having 11 fucking siblings. And her
0: family was um well, they actually, she, her, my great-grandma gave birth to 14, but two of them, like, died in childbirth. <gasps> it's insane.
1: Giving birth 14 times, that's, like. Yeah. We can unpack that at a later date when yeah, we have I your grandma on.
0: That's <laughs> a real BBL MILF moment of my great-grandma. So, um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: your great-grandma was the OG BBL MILF.
0: <laughs> BBL MILFs. Can give birth 14 times.
1: That's a nod to our Patreon. Go fucking subscribe. Oh my god. You beautiful, bodacious BBL MILFs.
0: Go, our BBL centaurs.
1: I'm gonna shut my mouth and let you talk about your grandma. It's just
0: centaurs with like particularly (laughs) bootylicious (laughs) booties. Whoa. She was the youngest of 12 siblings and grew up in, like, total poverty, didn't get, like, shoes until she was, like, <laughs> I- either 5 or 12, one of the two, Um, <laughs> okay. which are pretty different ages, but, like, didn't have shoes for a significant portion of her childhood.
1: Damn, those calluses must have been crazy.
0: Like, big oranges were, like, a luxury.
1: Not available at the local market of choice.
0: She, <laughs> It was pasture-raised. Yeah, there wasn't a market of choice in Fajian oh, So, <laughs>
1: Yeah, now she's living large, so. <laughs> With the fluorescent lighting on the second floor dining room of... Oh my god.
0: Beep. I remember when I was little, I thought asking everyone about their life of when they were my age was, like, the most interesting thing. I'm like, well, what were you doing when you were six?
1: And she was like trying not to step on broken glass with no, bare feet. And
0: she's like, oh, just sleeping in a bed with like my six other siblings. So be
1: grateful, Niklas. No. So every
0: <laughs> so, so every time I go back to Portugal, like we like stay, some of us stay in that house that my grandma was born in. And <gasps>
1: Am I invited next time. We still
0: own it. We still have well It's your wife. So I just did a fun storytelling tangent, but my point being I asked her if there was racism on the island not understanding that like it was a european island in the middle of the atlantic and like everyone uh-huh. was everyone was the same ethnicity she was like no there wasn't she was like there wasn't any racism like there there were only us there were only white people um but there was a lot of um and then she like didn't have the word for it but she was like against poor people like people really really treated us really poorly because of how much money we made
1: there was a war between those who had shoes and those who did didn't <laughs> the great shoe war the great shoe 1920
0: war. the great shoe war of 1939
1: and that was a special time <laughs> take me back
0: and i just remember thinking it was just so interesting how i was like oh so like people are prejudiced across cultures but like the reasoning changes or like what exactly they're attacking changes. Um, but it has something Damn, to do your with your brain like...
1: has been so big since such a young age. And
0: I just thought that was, I just thought that was interesting. So I, and I feel like this Whoopi Goldberg comment is just like the type of ignorance I would expect from the average American and being like, well, it wasn't about race because they were both white Europeans. And it's like, no, you, you just need to understand that they, if you were Jewish, they saw you as a lesser race and it didn't have to do with like the pigmentation of your skin.
1: Yeah. Also at this point, it's getting into like a language thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like nuance and like crazy and fearless.
1: I mean, if you're fucking speaking German, what race is in America is probably very different than what the like translation of race is in Germany, especially in the thirties
0: no, yeah, and it's
1: then now how that has been like translated and passed down through a fucking game of telephone. Yeah, so I'm Team Whoopi. The inter- <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm Jewish. I could say it. Okay, we did euphoria. We did Whoopi.
0: Yeah, I could talk to you about Joe Rogan, or I could talk to you. I don't have any. I don't have any. I don't have anything to say about Rihanna's pregnancy. Like, good for her.
1: I mean, but, like, as a culture and comedy podcast, we should probably address. I saw a tweet where someone said they used to work at a studio and ASAP came in and they, like, didn't recognize him and, like, asked him to sign in. And he was, like, ASAP? And they said, yeah, as soon as possible. And he just laughed and signed in anyway. And they were, like, I think he's going to make a good dad. Which I thought was really cute, honestly.
0: That is, that is. Yeah, I like that. I don't know anything about Ace Rocky. I don't, like...
1: I also don't know anything about Rihanna.
0: I only heard his, like, features on, like, Gaga or Lana songs. I think he was on a Gaga song on Art Pop, and I think he was on Lust for Life, I want to say. Yeah, he was definitely on Lust for Life. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And I remember, like, Loki, like, actually kind of liking that song and thinking it was, like, kind of cool, but... um,
1: I'm definitely, like, deep into a Lana... Mm-hmm. like resurgence of my lana Good. days mm-hmm. which i mean does track but
0: i want to listen to ultra violence front to back <gasps> next
1: um yeah i'll be doing oh we should do that tomorrow i just don't care about celebrity mm-hmm. end of sentence i'm like okay rihanna's having a baby cool she looks mad cute
0: no she but she always does she always looks phenomenal she's just like i'm
1: just more concerned about her puddle pants dragging on the streets of new york
0: <laughs> she's like they're <laughs> like trash bags just trailing behind her
1: so glad we addressed the elephant in the room
0: i knew you, you guys were all like what's their take on rihanna's t- pregnancy gonna be i think like that people have takes on it i'm like she's pregnant like what do you mean
1: so are we taking our our podcast off of Spotify? So, oh my are god. We...
0: Um. Okay. So wait. What do Where you? Where will I listen? Nick. What do will you... I have
1: to subscribe to our Patreon? Oh my god.
0: Um. This becomes a Patreon only podcast. We would never. We would literally never. You can keep that receipt.
1: Cut just <laughs> a year from
0: now. I'm like, okay. So I know I said that, and I know you guys are going to hold me to that.
1: Don't believe a fucking <laughs> word we say. It's all lies and hate speech.
0: This is all. Well, this is all scripted.
1: <laughs> what do I know about the Joe Rogan stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like what I actually concerned? don't
1: know is uh, he willingly taking his podcast off of Spotify or is Spotify kicking him out? Neither. Oh, then I have no idea what the fuck's happening. <laughs> is he beefing with uh, with like um no, okay. What's what's the tea? You lay it on me, baby. I love when you tell me little stories. I love our little talks.
0: Throughout the, our little talks. So sorry.
1: Spit it out, sister.
0: So just throughout the picture ba- hey,
1: sister ghosts. Girls. sister. Go, sister, girl. go, <laughs> sister. <laughs> the baby's sleeping.
0: The baby's sleeping so throughout the pandemic the joe rogan experience podcast has like had on a wide range of people who have discussed covid and a fair percentage of those guests have had like pretty fringe views and perspectives and uh theories regarding covid um from like the less objectionable ones to like the actual like harmful ones and like Stuff about the vaccine, whatever.
1: Really quick. I've told you that I, for the longest time, did not know the difference between Alex Jones and Joe Rogan, right?
0: Hysterical. Thought
1: they were the same person.
0: Hysterical. I also don't know the difference
1: between Jay Leno and um, George Clooney, but that's like very different. That's incredibly different. We don't need to get into it. We can talk about
0: that later. It's like one you want to have sex with. (laughs) won't say which. (laughs) You'll never know. So, yeah, they've just had on, like, problematic guests who have um, said some shit about, like, ivermectin or (sighs) other, like, not, like... We should
1: celebrate episode 50 by taking ivermectin.
0: Non-proven, non-approved, or, like, heavily researched um, alternative methods to combating COVID, um, except you know so not like the antibodies or the vaccine um alternate stuff and i was and looking at the list of like things uh-huh. that these people were willing to take as alternates to the vaccine like really shocked me cuz i'm like you don't know anything about the si- what the side effects of this random drug that sounds just as scary as M- mrna it's very strange yeah. that's just a side note but um This isn't, like, COVID denialism and stuff. Like, I don't really have the time or energy to, like, look heavily into it. Because I'm, like, it's just going to make me upset. And then I should just, like, and I'm not going to willingly choose to be upset.
1: We'll talk about that one later. That was foreshadowing for a topic we'll discuss later. When you guys have earned it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but with Joe Rogan, he just... Has on these like pretty crazy people who say some crazy shit that like enters territory of like you know spreading misinformation and like actively mm-hmm. like harmful information, um, blah blah blah. So true. And <laughs> and so now, uh, after his most recent guest that caused this issue on December 31st, um, he has been facing like a lot of backlash for having this guest on and like kind of promoting these uh harmful views regarding covid um i don't have specifics on what the guests and him like actually talked about um like that information didn't retain but it was kind of like i it was like your run-of-the-mill covid denial vaccine anti-vax stuff whatever it wasn't anything particularly like crazy that we haven't heard before already it wasn't like a new idea <laughs> you know it wasn't like yeah. oh I haven't heard that one before
1: have you heard that subscribing to our patreon actually helps prevent the prevent spread COVID. of covid
0: it really does because mm-hmm. it keeps you guys inside listening so
1: it keeps you strapped to your couch
0: yeah we have our listeners have stockholm syndrome with us like loki there have just been calls there's just been calls for Spotify to remove to remove the podcast on the basis of like Spotify user terms and agreements regarding like what content is allowed on Spotify and like the spread mm-hmm. of misinformation or like violence or hate speech and like the things that you would expect to not be allowed are not allowed, and people have been like citing. Citing Spotify's own terms and agreements with clips from Joe Rogan's show. It's like, see how he's completely violating this term right here? Like, it's clear as day. Um, and then Spotify updated its terms and agreements to be very, very specific regarding COVID misinformation. And the way they worded it kind of gets him out of anything he's okay. said. It gets everything he said out of trouble on like technicalities and like certain word choices um in just a very like lawyery legal way you know um uh-huh so what i think is going to happen is that spotify is just going to tell him like yo you need to like cut this shit out or else like we are going to drop you mhm but oh
1: yeah cuz doesn't he have some like deal with spotify
0: it's the biggest podcast deal ever. They paid a hundred million dollars for his show for the exclusive rights to stream his, to stream his show. And they paid 60 million for call her daddy. That's unreal. That's unbelievable. If you guys want some really
1: great content, that's like 60 million less problematic. Nick and I would do it for like a warm cinnamon roll. Like take us please damn a cinnamon roll sounds
0: so good right now i i them been at tjs i just feel and like now artists <sighs> artists have removed um their catalogs from spotify um such as neil young and um
1: Joni mitchell
0: Joni mitchell and brene brown has said that she's not gonna Make any more episodes of her podcast until further notice. So she didn't actually give a reason, but it's like pretty obvious because um, Brene Brown's podcast, her two podcasts, are also Spotify exclusives. Okay. Also, Anchor, the platform we use to publish this, is owned, uh-huh. by, is owned by Spotify.
1: Nice. Yeah. Um. Okay. So thoughts like right off, right off the dome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just think that's like a really. Sticky moral gray area mm-hmm. of like, do I think that he should be allowed to like publish incorrect and like factually false information? No, but like, does he get free speech and whatever? Then, like, yeah, and also, like, fuck you, Spotify, you knew you know who this guy is, like, yeah, this is kind of bound to happen. That's pretty ridiculous to.
0: It's, like, why part of why his show is successful.
1: Like, of course Spotify doubled down and, like, changed the terms and conditions to get him out. Like, duh, he's their, like, little baby. They're not going to
0: lose out their on, like, baby. an investment of that size. Because that would just be stupid.
1: I feel like that's a little whiny and, like, immature for people to, like, take their catalog off of Spotify because he's taking ivermectin. Yeah, you know that's what I mean?
0: interesting. I... I don't know, because... What are your thoughts? On the one hand, I I tend to be more, I guess, with what you're saying regarding, like, I think he should be allowed to say what he wants, whatever, etc., blah, blah, blah. I'm usually kind of on that side, but with this specifically...
1: No, I, it is, like, a really weird... It's,
0: like, I don't know...
1: Specific situation. <laughs> But God, I'm so fucking sick yes. of talking about COVID and talking about vaccines, and I, like, can we please just fucking talk about West Elm, Caleb, more? Like, that's, that's I just I can't do this. You know what I mean? A really brave point of me to make. Thank people,
0: you. people are like dividing between like anti-vax and pro-vax, and like these these lines or whatever of like reality versus not reality. But the thing is, is that like everyone like we can literally all agree that like everyone is sick and tired of covid and like we do all want it to be over so at the very least we have like that common ground to work from and some people are just running off to like crazyville with these conspiracy theories because it's because it's easier no i'm built We're all cut
1: from the same cloth <laughs>
0: polyester Queries <laughs> the cash <laughs> so I don't know.
1: Or, like, a cash poly blend. No, this is, like, a really hard thing for me to, like, come up with a stance on. Because I'm kind of...
0: It's like a private company can also do what it wants. And, like, it's not... If this was, like, NPR... (laughs) I don't know. If this was, like, something that was, like, publicly funded or um, it was the government in any way stopping him or censoring him, like, that I would completely have an issue with and would not agree with but because it's a private company i do kind of feel more okay with them using their discretion whichever way they they want and i can they can make their decision and then i'm we're free to judge that decision um i guess this is kind of my take but i mean yeah i think spotify should do what's in the best interest for Absolutely. the whole and for what's best for like public health um i don't have an answer on what that is but i think that should be the goal of whatever they choose to do i guess i i'm curious i agree about like the causal link between problematic unscientific anti-vax whatever rhetoric from joe rogan and how that correlates with Mm -hmm real world consequences I suppose you know and I'm like and I'm like I wish we could measure exactly like how much well that's okay what I was gonna say impact Joe Rogan's (laughs) big-brained ideas have on like culture and society at large
1: well yeah because if all they're doing is making people who are already I, I don't think it's like I don't think anyone's sitting there being like, damn, should I... I mean, I could be so wrong. But is anyone sitting there being like, should I get the vaccine or...
0: What does West Elm Caleb think?
1: <laughs> should I not? I don't know. I'm going to turn to Joe Rogan. Like, let's... His exactly. Like, list? let's yeah. stop asking Joe Rogan and let's ask West Elm Caleb. What should I ask him? I guess, okay, As it, as recent victims of cancel culture, I think, as we talked about on Patreon... This kind of people just like being like, "I'm sad about the way that this was said, and I don't like it." With no real call to action, mm. it's just gonna make him like double down. Like he's just gonna be taking an extra dose of ivermectin. He's gonna get it's a not BBL. like he's gonna suddenly be like, "Damn, thank you guys so much. I'm gonna stop being less problematic." Like, I mean, like Joe Rogan's been called out yeah. for being shitty like eight billion fucking. What times. What I've noticed like, about Joe
0: Rogan, this
1: is just. What have you noticed in your research out in the fields?
0: Which isn't that much because he, Joe Rogan isn't someone that particularly, like, interests me. Like, conversations about him I find, like, usually pretty boring and, like, it's just not for me, like, any aspect of it. But he seems like a fairly, like, malleable person where he just kind of agrees casually with whatever his guest is saying. So I feel like if he had, like, a epidemiologist on mm-hmm. who was, like speaking on covid on the you know side of science and reality or whatever um and not this like anti vax anti mainstream big pharma whatever mm-hmm. i feel like he would be just as likely to in- agree with that person who was saying stuff that we agree with cuz i feel like he would just be, oh yeah no yeah okay well that makes sense for sure like he's just he's kind of you're just like average like middle america like straight dude you know he's just like oh yeah like that makes sense like overall like probably a somewhat pleasant person like maybe a little irritating uh-huh. and doesn't really have his own opinions but enjoys listening to others but that's my that's my that's that's yeah. my take on joe rogan but i re- I've, n- I've never even like listened to an episode of his so i don't i'm not really in a place to speak on it yeah, yeah. i haven't
1: and i'm not interested not, in hot girls don't listen to so. joe rogan <laughs> I think I have I have one final question. Okay. To end off tonight's presentation, Nick,
0: mm.
1: would you engage in group sex with Chip and Joanna Gaines?
0: Yes, I remember.
1: Ryan Murphy. He's outside watching through the window, remember?
0: Joe Rogan is there. And Joe Rogan vague. is there. Okay, so I'm having sex if with Chip and to. Joanna. Ryan Murphy is keeping watch. Mm-hmm. And Joe Rogan is free to be free to be where he He's
1: places. just there kind of vaguely. He's kind of more just like housekeeping, like he's like tidying up. Yeah. He's just would. like in and out of the room. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Joe Rogan milling about doesn't change too Absolutely. much of the situation.
1: Good night, little brain cells.
0: Ugh. Are we done? Was that it? Is that it? Yeah, I feel like That's we it. haven't that, that, been talking. Is that it. I feel like we haven't been talking that long, Claire. Okay, Wait, do you want to stop? Are you still recording? Yeah. Are you still recording? Hello. Hello. Can you hear? Me? So you're not recording anymore. Oh, I, I still am. <laughs> Hello! Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, me and Clare produce and edit and sound mix. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Girls. You can follow me, Nick, on Instagram at Nick Curl. And you can follow Chloe on Instagram at Queen. Music by Anabolic Beats. We would like to thank our patrons who have selected the immortal tier on our patreon for allowing us to you know make the show we really appreciate it so thank you to cameron hazel herring jade watson john sims laura zimmerman megan donovan op queef piss baby sasha kosek teresa graham and venish 542 we really really appreciate it